Right. There was a um, line we learned yesterday that I wanted to focus on. Um, this, this is in the Rebbe Rashab's famous letter that he uh, sent for the 19th of Kislev. And he wrote, wrote in that letter that Bittis Kislev is called Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus. In that letter, there's a line. <clears throat> Everyone focuses on the, the great novelty of what he was saying. Yitzchak is called the Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus. But there are other things in this letter that, that the letter is a very deep letter. You could see, right, as soon as you just, just read it, you know, peripherally, you could tell there's a lot of depth in the letter. Um, I just want to focus on, on one line there. I mentioned yesterday briefly, but there is a, um, a talk of the Rebbe in which the Rebbe goes in great depth, just these few words. Rebbe Rashab says, this is the day of Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus, and this is the teach- these are the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. Now In Hebrew, you could say, these are the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev in two different ways. You could just say, these are the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. But he writes it in a more of an exclusive way. He writes, these and these alone are the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. He, he tears about Shemtev. And if he's trying to exclude something and he wants to be very specific, this and this alone, these teachings alone are the teachings of Baal Shemtev. Well, what's, what's the emphasis here? So in, in 1960, Tiskislev never addressed this and never began with the following idea. Everything that we say or we do or we think has to be done for a for a purpose. Everything that God created in the world uh, has a purpose. So if we are saying something or doing something, we have to make sure that we're doing something that's for the purpose of creation. But otherwise, Hashem has given us something. We haven't used it for its purpose. So there's two problems with that. Problem number one is that we are um, not engaging in, not using the full gift that Hashem has given us. It's problem number one. So there's something missing uh, in our full impact in the world when we don't use out a good thought, a good word, a good action. Hashem has given us the opportunity to do. So number one, the number one problem is that there's something missing regarding our, our uh, mission in the world. And number two, we're, we're engaging in something which is unimportant, which is, which is, which is, not, which is um, trivial. So besides the fact that we're not engaging what we're supposed to, we're also engaging in something else. So if Hashem gave us uh, another day to think and to speak and to do, doing action is the main thing, it must be that this is for God's purpose. And God's purpose is, as the Torah says, uh, that everything that God created is for his glory. Now, by most people, um, we're not so, uh, so in sync with our purpose at every moment of our life but there are tzaddikim, there, there, there are righteous holy people who they are called in Tanya chariots to God's will. Because they're chariots to God's will, so it's not that they have to, um, uh, there's nothing insignificant about their lives. Everything about their lives has meaning. So specifically, the Rebbe Rashab's words, these teachings alone are the teachings of Al Shemtev, never wants to highlight that don't think this is just like a prose or an expression there's something he wants to tell david labelle with these words and my 11 dr bresson something we need to pay attention to. 
what do we need to pay attention to? What, what, is, what, what does that, that expression mean? So it's going to take a little bit of a uh, focus, guys. So hopefully uh, we'll, 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 we'll be able to understand it. There is a concept of double expression in the Talmud. The Talmud says that when the Torah gives a certain um, condition for something to be fulfilled, there are rules about how the Torah says something for this condition to be considered uh, critical. There are sometimes the Torah says something, you should do A, B, and C, and if you skipped out B, it will still work. The ship will still fly, the mitzvah is still done. There's sometimes the Torah says something, which if you don't do exactly the way the Torah says to do it, so the ship will not fly. So regarding the laws of sacrifices, there's an unusual halacha. Regarding the laws of sacrifices, like the carbon the carbon tamim, all the carbonus, if the Torah says that A should be done, and the Torah only says it one time, so then if you skip A, the sacrifice is still valid. But if the Torah says it two times, then the sacrifice is invalid. And this is a rule that only applies to sacrifices. Regarding everything else, the Torah says it, that's it. Regarding mundane things, the Torah, is, the Torah is instruction for us. Regarding mundane things, you do it. And if you don't do it, it doesn't work. Regarding sacrifices, specifically, the Torah says, only if I repeated Hashem says twice, then if you don't do it, does it not work? But if you um, if I don't repeat it twice, then it's still, it's still acceptable. Now, the question is that the opposite would seem to be true. You would think that regarding sacrifices, they are so holy and there's, there's such precision that's needed there. Like let's say, for example, um, difference between a mundane meal during the week or a Shabbos meal. David LaBelle have to happen to pick up a coffee today. And let's say there's no coffee left and only picked up a tea. But life would still be good. Well, maybe you wouldn't be such a good, such a good mood, but life, it, 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 you'd still be able to go and dive in. You, it's not like there's something missing from your life. However, Shabbos, Shabbos, if you, Shabbos requires preparation. It has to be uh, scripted. It has to be planned. A Shabbos meal is supposed to be specifically scripted and planned. So, if, so when the Torah says that the, uh, there's precision to sacrifices, it sounds like that the precision of sacrifices is less than the precision of mundane things. And that's why Torah has to repeat it twice for it to be significant. Otherwise, we say, ah, it doesn't matter. Torah says it once, don't, pay, don't worry about it. Only if it says it twice, then you gotta, then you gotta, then you gotta, you gotta uh, pay attention. Why? Sacrifices are, are holier. So the precision, so, so the Torah hinting to, hinting to something should make it valuable. Why does it have to say it twice for it to be um, important. So the answer is like this. Before the Torah was given, there was a separation between the holy and the unholy. It was impossible before the Torah was given to bring the mundane and to sanctify the mundane. There was a separation between Kodesh, those things, things which are holy, and those things which are mundane, and you couldn't possibly transform one into the other. When Hashem gave us the Torah, Hashem annulled this decree. In the language of the Talmud, there was a king who didn't get along, the king of Rome didn't get along with the king of Syria, and they made it the rule that no one from Rome should go down to Syria, no one from Syria should go up to Rome. And then they annulled the decree and they said, okay, from now on, we will allow travel between Rome and Syria. In a similar way, before God gave us the Torah, there was a separation between the spiritual and the physical, and it was impossible to bring them together. That's what the rule was before the Torah was given. Now, 
in the bridging of this gap, in order to bring the spiritual into the physical, we're talking about the convergence of two things which are diametrically opposed. So to sanctify the physical, we're obviously talking about something otherworldly that is making that happen. There's something infinite and divine for that, for that bridge to be crossed, not something that a human being could do. So the Talmud says, since we're talking about something which is otherworldly, infinite, an act of God, so you might think that our input into this thing isn't so important. Since we're talking about sanctifying something, something which is holy, so you might think that our input is not significant. If it's something which we are just like trying to lift up something slightly and to use something for, have to have better better um, usage of our, our of a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Okay, but if we're talking about transferring holiness into the physical world, the, which is a unique contribution of Sinai, that's what Sinai gave us. So you would think that our contributions aren't significant. Therefore, the Torah says that, that you have a point. But if Hashem repeats something specifically twice, you should know that our contribution is significant and the transfer of, of, of the mundane to the holy will not work unless you do exactly the way God said so. Although it's a God thing, something that God's doing and your contribution is paltry, still, if Hashem repeats it twice, you have to know that, that your contribution is significant. If you don't do what you need to do, it ain't going to work. It's not going to fly. Okay. So get, now let's go to, to the Rebbe Rashab's letter. Rebbe Rashab says, this and this alone, these teachings alone are teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. What is he referring to? The Baal Shem Tov taught us to sanctify everything in our life. Baal Shem Tov taught us that what everything we do has to be holy. That's one of the unique hallmarks of teachings of Hasidus that the world is meant to be holy. And therefore, the Rebbe Rashab said that you should know that in your engagement in transforming the physical world to the holy, your efforts are significant. You gotta, and, you, and this is the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov. And this alone is the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov. you got to be part of it. You gotta be, and you have to be involved in raising up the physical to the spiritual. This is very um, in sync with three major contributions, major principles of the teachings of Baal Shem Tov. Teaching number one, Baal Shem Tov taught us that everything we do is by divine providence. Everything that happens is by divine providence. Not only is it by divine providence, but everything that happens in the world is part of God's plan. That means there is Hashem's Adam Kadmi, there's God's light higher than Atsilus, which is God's original thought for creation. It's called supernal man. Whatever happens to a to a bee in, in Australia who is now flying between one 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 uh, flower and another flower, that whatever happens to that bee is by God's decision and it's part of God's purpose. Now you think well, just it's it's so it's it's so trivial. No, since Baal Shanta taught us that everything is by divine providence, that means is there's nothing that's trivial. It's all part of God's plan. That's teaching number one. Teaching number two, Baal Shem Tov taught us that everything is constantly being recreated by a God every single moment. It's not only that God created the world 5,782 years ago, but every moment God recreates the world. In that teaching also, you see the idea of how the world has innate holiness. The Alshandav says that everything in the world has the word of God that vivifies it and animates it and creates it and makes it be here. So it's not just that the, the some things in our life that are learning or diving, whatever, that's holy. This teaching of Alshandav, how God constantly has to recreate the world, 
um, highlights how every the most smallest things in our life are, are, are there for a reason, they have purpose. And this brings us to the third teaching of the fundamental teaching of, of the Baal Shem Tev, and that is the Baal Shem Tev taught. This is a teaching he received from his father when he was a child. The Baal Shem Tev's father, uh, Eliezer, told the Baal Shem Tev when he, before he passed away, "Hey Yisrael, listen to Yisrael. Um, don't be afraid of anyone except for God alone, and love every Jew with the fire of your heart, the depth of your soul, whoever they may be, and whatever situation they may be in." Of every Jew with the fire of your heart and depth of your soul, whoever they may be in whatever situation they may be in. So this teaching of Al Shemtiv, but obviously Israel, and have to sacrifice for Abbas Israel, even for someone you never saw before, this also is connected to the same idea. Instead of there being like, oh, there's there's some Jews which are holy or some Jews which are not so holy. The the Tev, with these three teachings about a love for every Jew and how creation happens every moment, how divine providence is in, everything, is in every single detail of creation, this highlights to us that he, he tells of all Shemtev, and this, that our efforts to elevate the mundane and make it holy, this is, this is something that is, it's critical, it's something that's fundamental, it's something which, which is the teaching of all Shemtev, it's real, it's, 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 it's directly connected, to what, what the Baal Shem Tev is about and what the purpose of creation is about. Shem wants a home in the lowest realm. <clears throat> Therefore, everywhere you are, whatever you're doing, so whether you're Dave LaBelle and you're going to uh, to FedEx today or working from home, no, working from home, oh yeah. Whether you're working from home and uh, it's not so, and, and it's a lot more fun, but it's it's still not the, not the show, you're leaving the show. Or you're Dr. Bresson, you're, you're, doing, you're working on your uh, whatever surgeries and stuff like that. So you, there's 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 a lot of moments there. There's a lot of places. There's a lot of things there which you don't you don't you're not feeling it. So the Rebbe Rashab tells us you have to know this is teaching the Baal Shem Tev. This is what it's all about. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that there is innate holiness in every single thing in the world, and we gotta we gotta be conscious of it and and uh, and think about the purpose of creation of Hashem bringing Mashiach to the world, and how is that. How the Mashiach going to come? The Mashiach told Baal Shem Tev, you know how I'm going to come? When your teaching is spread to the outside. The outside doesn't just mean that you learn Torah in, in some foreign location. That means you're spreading the teaching of Baal Shem Tev into the outside of yourself, into parts of your life which you think are insignificant. And in those places, you feel the divine providence. In those places, you think about uh, about, about the uh, purpose of what why Hashem gave you whatever he gave you. And that's that's the key to uh, to be as a Mashiach. We should see it today. Today's a goal of Alter Rebbe. It's the gula of the Rebbe, the gula of all of us. Take me, Mamish. Chaim, Chaim, And any questions or comments? All right. See, I told you you knew it by heart. <laughs> it would matter if I could see it inside. All right. Zaygaz and Koltuf. Zaygaz and Koltuf.